This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. Okay, I'm going to start in the association. I've got a three leg parlay. This is really just an opportunity to fade some bad teams, okay? Grizzlies money line. Rockets at Grizzlies. They have lost 11 straight games. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst team in the NBA. So I'm taking the Grizzlies money line. The Rockets will have lost a 12th straight game. Culver drives, got to the rim. It's up, it's in, and a foul. And the mandatory timeout comes with 21.7 seconds remaining. Grizzlies get to 7 and 7. I'm going Wizards money line. Hello, Quentin Mayo. The Pelicans are 2 and 12. They've just won. They're 1 and 9 in their last 10 games. And that's a double double. The Wizards are going to come back from 19 down. They erase a 17 second half deficit to win this one by the score of 105 100. And then I'm going Hawks money line. Sharif Cooper breaks it over, and this is consecutive win number two after the six game losing streak. Welcome on in. Beck QL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, and joining us today is Nick Ashu from Odyssey. who's going to be with us, uh, Joe O, out today. So we're very excited to have Nick, who we've both worked with a little bit before. Aaron and Nick have done shows before. Uh, I've been a guest on Nick's show. He's been a guest on my show before. So we're excited to have Nick here. We got a lot to talk about. Aaron hitting all our NBA bets last night, which is great. We totally whiffed on the Monday night game. Like, we were on the Rams, and they were horrible. We'll get to that uh, later in the show. Simon Hunter, Jimmy Patso. So we got a lot to dive into today. And we're putting people in jail in about 40 minutes. So don't go anywhere, because there are lots of people that are going to be put in jail today. But, Aaron, why don't we welcome our uh, our, our co-host today, Nick Ashu, who joins us uh, hanging out for Joe O today. Nick, welcome to Beck UL Daily. Good to be on with you guys. I'm excited about this. We already kind of relived some old memories right before the show. They had to cut us off. They're like, we're about to actually go live. Save it for the show. So we did. We'll save it for the show. Yeah. Nick Ashew and I have history. Uh, we used to do shows together on 106.7 The Fan. We had so much fun. So when I heard him on our 710 call, I got really excited. It was a pleasant surprise. Hope Joe O feels better. It's hard. When your kids get sick, you get sick. It- it's just a vicious cycle. So I know how he feels. I'm a little under the weather myself. But, hey, we're here. I'm fired up. Ashu's with us. We're going to have a great show. Yes, this is going to be fun. All right, let's dive into Monday Night Football last night. That was ugly. That was not the game we expect. I know there were a lot of people out there. We talked about it yesterday, Aaron, that the line was moving down, right? It was four last week. It moved to three and a half. So people were, I mean, money was coming on the Niners. It's not shocking what happened. We know that Shanahan has owned Sean McVay for years now. 
But the way it happened surprised me because it wasn't competitive. 31-10. I mean, the game was over basically in the yeah. second quarter. You just felt like the game was over. The 49ers were dominating the game. And the Rams here, they couldn't block last night. Another, you know, up and down game from Stafford. That first first basically long throw of the game intercepts. He tries to go to Beckham. The Rams just uh, – that told me more about the Rams last night, that we can't trust them. As good as talented as they are, Aaron, they were terrible last night. They really were. The 49ers, three-and-a-half-point dogs, um, 31-10, they lose in a game that really didn't even seem close. An absolute dominant effort by San Francisco. This is a San Francisco team that just lost to the Cardinals' B squad, and then they come out and destroy the Rams. It's uh, really interesting. The Rams coming off a loss, they had a lot on the line because if they win this game, I mean, they really kind of control their own destiny in the division. And they totally blew it. Matthew Stafford, his struggles continue. He threw an interception early in that game. The Rams were down, and then it was just, they just couldn't catch up. They were playing from behind the whole time, and it was over early. Nick, what'd you think last night? That was ugly. For all the praise that we give Sean McVay, and he certainly deserves a lot. I'd love him to still be in Washington right now because, well, our situation's a lot worse where I am. Uh, But he's actually 6-18 and now when trailing at halftime. So this was another example of where his team struggle in the first half and they're not able to rebound and make adjustments and come out with a win in the second half. But, you know, look, I said this on my shows on Saturday, and I might have to pull this back, and I'm I'm a little bit ashamed, but I'm going to own up to this right now. I gave the Rams a lot of credit because they, over the years, as we've seen, brought in a lot of talent, uh, brought in a lot of stars, and gotten rid of draft picks. And for the most part, even though they haven't won a Super Bowl, they've been successful stockpiling talent. You you play in Los Angeles, you've got to have stars or people just don't care about you out there. This may backfire on them. I I mean, you see them forcing to Odell Beckham Jr. early. Now, that doesn't mean that that's going to continue that way. Matt Stafford needs to build a little chemistry with them. But, you know, if they go out and make all the moves that they've made and sacrifice draft picks and – they don't win a Super Bowl this year, especially with the last two games that we've seen. This is going to look like a complete bust in the way they handled everything. You're right. Uh, and their offensive line looks like that's where they, you know, eventually that bites you, right? You keep giving away draft picks. You keep giving away chances to get more players in depth. Their offensive line not look good last night. And, Nick, you brought up the Von Miller trade. The, the one clip that's like going viral this morning is George Kittle blocking Von Miller, like, out of the stadium last night. Von Miller had very little impact on that game. It's just like... They give a second and third round pick for that guy. Beckham and Miller, these supposed to put them over the top. And and I didn't see it last night. And then how about you mentioned Sean McVay? How about him after the game last night? One of the quotes that stood out to me was, "Our best players didn't play up to our standards." And I appreciate the candor because you know coaches sometimes protect their players. But Aaron, I, I see your face making like a huh, like Sean, you got out coached by Shanahan for the fifth straight time. Like Mike, to uh, be Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. That yeah. That's the story and right now. All the talk all week was out of Niners. This is Rams week. Like, they were up for this game, and they yep. were dominant from start to finish. The energy was high. I mean, they it just almost seemed like the, the 49 or the Rams just didn't take it as seriously. And I really don't know what to make of this Rams team right now. I'm super confused. They've lost two straight. They have got to get it together. They head into the bye. I think they play the Packers when they get back. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Right now on FanDuel, they're plus 800 to win the Super Bowl. The Rams are third favorite to win the NFC behind the Bucks and Cowboys at plus 420. And I was looking at it. If the season ended today, the Rams would be the five seed and play Tampa Bay. That's not a situation you want to be in. Playing Tom Brady and the Bucks, like, 
you're done, right? So they've got to get to get it together here. Well, they do. I mean, and, and Nick, they they did they beat the Bucks in September when they played, but that game was in Los Angeles. If if it holds the way Aaron just said, right? They're the five seed. They'd be going to Tampa Bay in the first round, going on the road. The Rams don't look right now like a team that I could back to get to the Super Bowl. And a few weeks ago, I was saying the Rams look like a Super Bowl team. They've gone backwards here. Well, this is one of those things where if that's the matchup, you don't overthink it. You go, do I take Matt Stafford or Tom Brady in a playoff game? And, of course, you're taking Tom Brady. Five of Matt Stafford's eight interceptions this year, two have come in prime time. And one of the knocks we've always had on him was that he can't beat the really good teams, right? You know, they've gotten to the playoffs in Detroit a bunch of times, but you know, they never won anything. He was never somebody you could count on in the big moments. And early on this year, it wasn't looking like that, right? And you see what they did to Tampa in the regular season. You go, oh, that's the team this year. Here come the Rams. This is why the NFL is a week-to-week league. I mean, everything has changed. The narrative has changed around this Rams team in just the last couple of weeks alone. Now, I'm not ready to totally push the panic button yet and say, absolutely, there's no shot. This thing is done. The Rams have totally blown this whole thing. But when you lose the games the way that you have the last couple of weeks, if you're not able to fix that quickly, you're not able to stop this from snowballing into something that's worse with all the expectations and the bright spotlight out in L.A., all of those things, not to mention – you want to go to the Super Bowl, which just happens to be in your home stadium as well this year. So all of these things right now are not factoring in favor of the Rams. I'm not ready to push the panic button completely yet. But if they do this and they lay another egg this coming weekend, then they've got a real problem in Los Angeles. Totally. The silver lining for them is that Kyler Murray still isn't fully healthy, which which the, the door is still there for them to win the NFC West. So the Rams right now... And I happen to win the NFC West. They are at plus 220 currently. The Cardinals at minus 250. I do not feel great about the Rams win this division right now. Unless unless Kyler misses more time. Because we just, you know, two weeks ago, the, four, the 49ers lost to the Cardinals, right? It was an incredible game by Colt McCoy. They got through. You can only win so many games with Colt McCoy. I mean, they have to get Kyler back on the field. Uh, otherwise, the Rams can cast it. But right now, it's, it's Cardinals minus 250, Rams plus 220. Let's quickly th- talk Odell here, and then we'll get back to the NFC big picture here. Odell, what did he have, 28 yards last night? Kind of a very quiet game. That first deep throw, Nick, that uh, that Stafford had the interception on, that looked like Odell stopped running. I'm not sure if it was yep. miscommunication. But, you know, you try, to, you try to put in skill players in the middle of a season. It's not like – it's not seamless. Like, if it's – if it's a pass rush, right, go get him, right? It's, it's not that difficult. Go get the quarterback. You put a wide receiver in there, that takes timing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Chemistry matters, and it's clear that he wanted to get him involved because he knew what he was coming from, where he wasn't getting targeted. Well, all right, OBJ got targeted three times in this game. 
two catches, what, 18 yards. It's not like he was a big factor. But I don't think anybody went into this game thinking he was necessarily going to be a big factor. The bigger question was, how much do they get him involved? How much do they try? And it's clear that early on, Matt Stafford was like, all right, I'm coming to you. Let's get you involved now. Let's get a little bit of a rhythm. And they had absolutely no chemistry on that throw. I mean, five drops for the Rams, too. They, it was Matt Stafford wasn't getting helped at all by his receivers. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a mess all the way around with this team. Yeah, and Aaron, Nick mentioned Stafford with a couple picks. I mean, two weeks ago, I would say Stafford felt to me like a really strong MVP candidate, and he still is in that mix, but he's gone backwards the last two weeks. He really has regressed and taken a step back, and I guess he's a little lucky because I'm sure we'll get to it at some point in the show, but a lot of the other quarterbacks have taken a step back as well, so that MVP race is really interesting, but they've got to get it together, and those drops that Nick mentioned really didn't help because they had a chance to convert on third down, and there was a couple major drops that really hurt them and then also i wanted to mention so remember how the overs were hitting in prime time six and oh since then unders are now 14 9 and 1 in prime time and when the 49ers score 31 points against the Rams, you gotta think this is going over 50 right so it's just unbelievable that they only score 10 points yeah that's a good point they only 10 points for the rams offense so a good night for the niners disgusting (laughs) <laughs> yes, and well, you're right, and I mean, and and now it's it, Nick. It's really been all year where where underdogs continue to clean up. I mean, that's been the story, one of the big stories in the NFL season. I'm sure you've talked about it a lot, written about it. It's oh. an underdog year. Last night, plus three and a half for the Niners. Boom, and they covered that number before the kickoff. Basically, this is one of those games where you go into it and you're so confident. You're like, Rams easy, you know, Rams money line. I'm comfortable with this, and then you're watching that first quarter going, oh damn. Oh, no, this is not going to be fun tomorrow. Then you even look at last weekend. It was underdog heaven last week. It just felt like only underdogs were winning last week. And it's been a weird year in the NFL. You know, Aaron brings up MVP. There is so much that's going to come down to the end of the season with this team. If you're talking about futures, if you're talking about MVP, if you're looking at, you know, teams to even just win the division right now. It's making it a lot of fun, but it's also making you sweat any of these futures that you have going in this year. I mean, look. Anything that I don't have a bet on, I can sit back and just enjoy. But when you start watching situations where, like, that's going to affect me now, now I'm starting to get a lot more frustrated with what's going on. But it's been, it's been, there's been a lot of parody this year in the NFL, that's for sure. Coach of the year as well. I mean, I, we make a joke on the show. I have like, how many five coach of the year futures? I was going to say 30, (laughs) but yeah, maybe five. Yeah, well, something like that. One of them is Mike Rabel, by the way. This is that's called being cautious, right? You're like, listen, I'm gonna win. It's like having ten fantasy teams. Well, one of them might win a championship, so I'll just go out and put something on all of them. Exactly. Belichick's still looking good. No, he. Well, that's you're right on that. He is looking good. Yeah. So let me ask you guys something because I, I was thinking about this last night. Nick, you brought up the idea of like when you're on the wrong side of it and you kind of know early. What's worse, a bad beat where you uh, right at the end it, it flips on you, or when you know three minutes in the game you're on the wrong side? I would argue if it's a standalone game, like last night, Thursday night football, Sunday night, it's worse to know right away I'm on yes. the wrong side because I can't put a different game on, right? I, I can't walk away. I, I'm stuck here. Like I'm like I'm like in quicksand sinking, knowing I'm a moron that picked the wrong side of the game. Nick, what's worse, bad beat or knowing you're on the wrong side early? Bad beat is way worse because you're getting your hopes up and you think this mm. is going to happen. It's like a relationship you get into. You think this is really going to work, and all of a sudden they are not who you expected them to be, and you go... Right. 
wow, this totally took a 180. At least early on, if you know you can start drinking earlier, and then it'll kind of numb the pain throughout the game. So there's a lot of help when it comes to that. I'd rather just know early on there's no shot because I can slowly start to cope with the tragedy versus the other way around where everything's good, and then in the last second it just completely flips on you. Well, I could see it both ways because I'm still upset about the Ravens losing last week, and I just kept thinking Lamar's going to come back. Lamar's going to come back. Should I live bet the Dolphins? What do I do? That game, I'm still bitter about it. I'm really upset about that. So I I don't know. It's tough either way because you can't really live bet and try to if, – if you think your team – if it is a bad beat and it's coming down to the wire, it's, it's hard. I don't know. I think that's almost worse for me. I, yeah. I don't know. They're both, they're both, they're both terrible. They're both they're terrible. They're both tough. All right, let's yeah, These are good. What I have on the line. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to put everyone on the spot here quickly before we um, we get to Simon Hunter coming up in our next segment. NFC odds right now. Bucks plus 310. Packers plus 420. Rams plus 420. Cardinals plus 450. Cowboys plus 470. Nick, yeah, you got to put a wager on one of those right now. Bucks, Packers, I'm, Rams, Cardinals to get out of I'm the NFC. Pack, I'm going Packers plus 420. So am Aaron? I. That was the first team Ooh. that jumped out at me. I've been high yes, on the Packers easily. in our power yes. rankings. I know you and Joe O are not as high on them, but I'm going Packers. I'd go the Cowboys plus 470. I think Dallas can have oh. home field in the NFC. I think they are. That team ceiling <laughs> oh. is high. It is. I hate to say it too, but it, it is high. All right, we'll talk they to Simon throw Hunter. Up on themselves. <laughs> Simon I'll Hunter. Cover the of- NFC East. So we know that the Cowboys yeah, we know. can get in their own way. And with Mike McCarthy, Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> lose that one, but I'll be on them right now. All right, Simon Hunter of the Action Network. He's going to join us next. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Nick Shue right here. This is Becky Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook.